You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Hey everybody, welcome to the LaPorte Porter Import Report. I'm Aaron Porter. I'm Kevin LaPorte. And this is everything we consider to be important. And so should you. He's not wrong. All right, so uh, week two, we have a new special guest. Yeah. He's an artist. He's an actor extraordinaire. <laughs> extraordinaire. Star of <laughs> screens large and small <laughs> and tiny because he was in our FMK videos. That's true. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Nathan Smith. Hello. Hello. How are welcome. you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the way this works, we each have an important topic that we're going to talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. We're, these are topics that are important to us. Politics is never going to be one of them. So gotcha. once again, I know it's early. Right. It's early on in the show. Yeah. So I want to keep reiterating. Important report, even though the little logo looks like it's the beginning of, a, of, of like you know one of those crappy Fox News shows. Mm-hmm. Never going to talk politics. There will be no Trump on this podcast. Amen. No, absolutely not. Nor <laughs> Bernie, nor Hillary. Uh, not even that uh, crazy doctor guy. We're not doing it. Yeah, no. The only Ooh. Bernie that's allowed on here is from is from the RT podcast. <laughs> that's Bernie Burns. He's allowed here. No Canadians. And before we get to those important topics, I'm going to give you both a chance to plug your Kickstarter, which this comes out on Friday. So, So I don't know how many days is left. Yeah, would be left after that, but the floor is yours, gentlemen. All right. Well, uh, Nathan and I've got a, a Kickstarter campaign going for a comic called Last Ride for Horsemen. This is the second issue. Uh, it's basically a, a story of the apocalypse told in steampunk terms. Yes. Uh, instead of one, instead of the entire world, it's down to one town. And uh, we did uh, put together an issue a couple of years ago about the Famine Horseman. He's a giant plowman. Mm-hmm. We're taking kind of a different tack on. Uh, all of the horsemen, and now we've got one uh, coming out for Pestilence that you can find on Kickstarter. All you have to do is search for Last Ride for Horsemen, and it will pop up there. Excellent story written by Kevin Laborde here, and I had the pleasure of doing the artwork for it. And Gavin Michelli is the colorist for the inside. So, and it does. Uh, the ki- the campaign ends next Tuesday. That's the 23rd of February at 8 p.m. Central Time. So anytime between now and then. Please hit up Kickstarter, check it out. You can get any uh, anything from a four dollar digital copy, copy, excuse me, to uh, lots of different variant covers, and even opportunities to be part of the book in various ways. So please sh- check it out. Very talented guy. Did your promotional video? I know him. He's a good guy. Ah, it's me. I did it. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> uh, I, I I love Last Ride. Um, and and I, I know I, I do pretty much all the promotional videos for, for Andrew's right. Press. Um, and you know, obviously, I will always say I like I like all of them, <laughs> but there are certain ones that that stand out to me. And Last Ride's one of them. I love Last Ride. I think it's such a cool concept, and I love the art. It's fantastic. Thank, it really thank you. Props to you, good <laughs> sir. So go check that out. We'll throw a link down below uh, if you're watching the video version, uh, or the link. Uh, I guess uh, I can get Scotty from. Uh, you know the Mopcast Studios to uh, to throw that down there. So yeah, thanks, Scotty. Hey, thank you. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's, since I'm so awesome and I do those promotional videos, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and start off with my topic tonight first. I'm going number one. Do it. And my topic uh, has to do with the fact that you know Walking Dead just came back uh, this past Sunday, 
and what I consider to be a great episode. Some other people not so much, but that's eh, neither here nor there. Uh, Star Wars, new Star Wars movie just came mm-hmm. out not too long ago. Uh, if uh, on online stuff, Ruby just finished up volume three, which was fantastic, and the last two episodes of that were just. Hmm. Um, the one thing they all have in common is people were angry about spoilers. Oh. Very angry <laughs> about spoilers coming out. And that got me thinking, because th- there's there comes a point where when we're talking one-on-one, or you know, in a group like this, if I were to say, hey, I saw Deadpool this weekend, it was so good, and you say, hey, I haven't seen it yet, don't spoil it for me, that's fine. I understand if I start spoiling things, that makes me an asshole. However, if I'm online, after a certain period of time, shouldn't I be able to talk about whatever property it is? And so my question is, when is it okay to start talking about different genres in social media or at work like at the water cooler? It's not an easy question to answer. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Personally, not. I don't care. I can be spoiled. It doesn't bother me. I don't get mad about it. Um, I think it's funny how mad people do get about it. I yeah. think it gets blown way out of proportion. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen your post. <laughs> uh, I've chosen the correct topic. <laughs> uh, on Sunday night, uh, Walking Dead mid-season premiere is on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a two-year-old daughter. Yes. She did not want to go to sleep. Normally, she's mm-hmm. out by 8 o'clock. So, and I've got... Uh, uh, some people over to watch the show. I just told them to go ahead and watch it because she didn't go to sleep till like 9.30, so mm-hmm. I missed it. So, bout of insomnia for me, as well as her, I couldn't go to sleep, so I'm just flipping through Facebook, and I see the big event that happened oh. that I knew about because I've read the comic for a million years. I just didn't know it was going to happen then. Gotcha. And I didn't care. Uh, I knew it was going to happen. I was like, oh, I'm curious to see how they pull it off. And similar it, right. thing, similar thing. I don't have cable so i have a subscription on itunes mm. to walking dead but you don't watch it that night you've got because I, I can't right it comes the next, up night. The next day exactly so i watch it you know uh, unless i'm working from home the next day which mm-hmm. there are strategic times when i will work from home the next day and watch that uh <laughs> but you know this time i didn't so monday night i came home normally i go watch wrestling but i i had some stuff to do around here so did mm-hmm. some stuff here sat down and watched it I knew Sunday night because I checked Twitter looking for something else. What happened? Mm. And I went, oh, well, that sucks. Oh, well. And I moved on. And my thought was not damn that person for spoiling it. Mm -hmm. My thought was I'm an idiot for getting on Twitter (laughs) when Walking Dead's on knowing I'm not going to see it for 24 hours. See, here's my analogy. Okay. Social media is like coming to a party. Yes. Now, I wouldn't walk into a house yelling out spoilers in the middle of a party without going, hey, who saw Walking Dead? If you did, I would invite you over. (laughs) We would talk about it in private. Right. So people who just blurt it out on Facebook, it's like going to a party. And it's like, all my friends are at this party. And you're telling me just because the show came out, I'm not allowed to come to that party. Sure. I also do business on Facebook and social media. I check it nightly multiple times a day right telling me to stay away from it just because you feel like being or somebody feels like being a revealing jerk 
about sure. something. So that's where I stand on it. And that's, and that, and that's fine. <laughs> uh, so my question is, knowing that it's, it's one of those things that everybody wants to talk about right after it happens, mm-hmm. when is it okay for people to start discussing it? Because my thought, and, I, and, I, and I've, I've come up with my standards. I thought mm-hmm. about this going into this topic, and, and uh, I debated a little bit with, with my wife on this. And she said I, I needed to have set standards. Hmm. So these are not necessarily the official Laporte and Porter important report spoiler standards. <laughs> okay. But they might end up being this. So for me, television shows, online series, mm-hmm. I give you 36 hours. 36 hours from the point it premieres. But you'll notice that it's been uh, three days since The Walking Dead, and none of us have said what actually happened. Right. Well, because I was following your lead. I was following your lead on that. And this is before I gave out the standards. I wanted to be fair. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah. I honestly don't care that you can reveal it when the show's over as far as I'm concerned. No, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't have any particular reason that was why a cat. not. I apologize. <laughs> He's a fan of Walking Dead too. He's like, how dare you spoil this? <laughs> uh, I... One moment, I'm going to kill a cat. In the arms of the angel, oh, all right. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, one, one cat killed. Back to the topic. You were saying something. Uh, it's hard to establish a time frame for when it's okay because everybody's different. Sure. I mean, you go from people like me. I don't care about being spoiled. I don't know if it's because I write, and I'm much more interested in how you get to that point in the story mm-hmm. yeah. um, than I am as far as the surprise. It's kind of hard to surprise me now. I mean, right. maybe like... Um, Sixth Sense may have been the last time a movie that was like, what? Yeah. And Spoiler, I, he's dead. Yeah. It's, it's been... <laughs> What's up? It's been 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen The Sixth Sense, that's really your problem. Mm-hmm. No, but I'll be honest with you. Um, Star Wars has been kind of the most prominent example recently yes. where people mm-hmm. were griping about spoilers. I threatened, to de- I threatened to delete people off of my list if they did. <laughs> That's a topic for another day. Uh, but, um, like Nathan, I'm on social media constantly doing business, mm-hmm. selling comics, promoting Kickstarter, just networking, letting people know about the work that we do. Right. And I've seen one spoiler from Star Wars the entire time, and it was from a fan website, like a podcast mm. uh, page on Facebook. Yeah. And it referred to Han Solo and what happens to Han Solo in the movie. Even now, I'm like, I don't really want to say what happens, yeah. even though I don't care. But if, if you haven't seen Star Wars by now, you're so far behind. But that's my thing. We've reached the point now where if you haven't seen Star Wars, and I, you don't fuck it, and you don't know that Han Solo dies, that's on you! There, there comes a point where it's like society cannot just go... <laughs> Has everybody seen this thing that we all agreed we wanted to see? <laughs> like, there was a guy at work that just saw it this past weekend. And I was just, like, he had a little Chewbacca figure. And I and he brought it in. Because yes. his wife told him he had to bring it to the office because she wanted it in the house anymore. <laughs> nice. Uh, and I said, you? <laughs> yeah. And he was going to stand it up on his desk. And every time he'd stand up, I'd go over and I'd lay it down. And I was like, you cannot stand that up until you see the new Star Wars movie. And he was like, 
All right, that seems fair. So it was hashtag Chewy Watch 2016. <laughs> <laughs> he saw it, and he's uh, now Chewy stands proud. Hey! Chewy stands proud. <laughs> but the, the the point is, it's like he knew by this point, it's it's on him. Agreed. So I mean, it's like you know, like like I said, 36 hours for for television shows. I'm being nice right now by not saying what happened on Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. However. I saw on, on uh, Twitter yesterday where D'Angelo Williams was like, hey, guys, let's talk about uh, Walking Dead. Let's talk about what happened. Hmm. And somebody tweeted him immediately and said, please don't spoil it for me. <laughs> no, hold on. Now, that's still, that is his Twitter account. And he's told yeah. you, I'm going to talk about this with, with my fans. Right. If you don't want to read this, mute me. Hmm. Do it on your own. Be 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 the person that goes, hey, you know what? I don't need to read what D'Angelo is talking about right now. I'll I'll unmute him, this fucking cat. Uh, I will unmute <laughs> him. How come back to life? Zombie cat. <laughs> the walking cat. <laughs> Still got two eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Uh, oh. <laughs> but it was one of those things to where, and, and to his credit, he was like, oh, shit. And he retweeted that and spoiled the whole fucking episode. And I was like, perfect. It's like, no, dude, that's on you. Hmm. So I give, like I said, I think 36 hours is okay. And I'm not saying that, like, you jump on Twitter at the 36-hour mark and go, right. Han Solo died. Time's up. Yeah. Click. You know, but it's like if somebody says, hey, I'm gonna, I want to discuss this with people, mm-hmm. that's, to me, that's fair warning. That's, yeah. like, that's like being at the party and going, That's hey. like saying spoiler alert. Yeah. Like, like Homer Simpson walking out of The Empire Strikes Back saying, I can't believe Darth Vader's Luke's dad. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in line. Oh. <laughs> so uh, I think 36 hours is is fair for a television show. Do you? Because you're the one. You're the one who has the biggest problem with the spoilers. I'll be honest. Uh, from an empathetic side, I just don't talk about spoilers. Yeah. Period. On on social media, um, and usually if I'm in a physical social situation, I, like I said, that's why I use that example. Who here has seen The Walking Dead? I would invite them over. So, but saying that, I also got to realize it's a new day. It's a new times. Mm-hmm. Social media is going to rule over my opinion regardless. I'm going to stumble upon spoilers, and I guess I've got to get used to it. Um, I would go a TV show. I'm lenient. I would go at least a week. Movie, I would say a month. If you haven't seen the greatest, because movies are usually in and out of theaters within that time frame. Sure. Unless it's Avengers, Star Wars, whatever. Right. And then they usually keep going. But past that time, and I'm like, hey, you didn't see that in the theater? Okay. I may actually talk about it with this person. You may want to leave. So yeah. warnings given, you can shorten that time, I guess. Sure. Given people, you know, but some people try to be slick with them, you know, and I see people putting some really clever stuff out there, but I'm fast enough to go, oh, that, oh, I just figured out what that meant. You mother, <laughs> God. Yeah, you know, a so. mutual friend of ours got into some hot water about The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Really? That, that really yep. um, badly drawn out scene where Glenn is under the dumpster mm-hmm. and all that. It, uh, spoiler alert, he's still alive. <gasps> if you've watched any of the last five episodes. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> but uh, a friend of ours posted a picture of Maggie that said uh, she just changed her status to, to single. single. <laughs> and she's got a big smile on her face. Nice. And people went nuts. Mm-hmm. And Oops. he got his feelings hurt about it. Yeah. Uh, and he really shouldn't have had to. He's just making a joke. And I saw it. I wasn't quite sure what it meant. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen that episode yet. I didn't right. care. 
I just thought it was funny. Whatever it was, it was really clever what he put up there. It was clever, but that's actually the example of what I was using. I know. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I knew exactly what you're talking about. And I was just like, ooh, clever, but dang it. <laughs> but he wasn't dead, so it wasn't really a spoiler. Right. True. Yeah. True, true. That's the thing with The Walking Dead is that they will change things up like that. So, right. And, you know, right. To, to I, keep you on your toes. I think one of the great things about social media is that you can make these in-jokes mm-hmm. uh, that kind of add to the culture of what you're watching, of the entertainment, uh, add surplus value. And if we're too tight on spoilers, we miss out on some of that stuff. Yeah. Right. You know, and, right. Uh, it's not the same as the guy... <laughs> I think this is a fake story where they said the guy went into the lobby of the movie theater and spoiled the uh, Force Awakens and the people beat him up or something. Oh my god! Uh, right? Yeah, th- I, th- I think that it, was fake. Word but... came out that that was real, and then like I think a week or two later, it was like, no, no, that's no, just that's not real. It's yeah. Yeah. along the same lines as the clever one, though. I saw one today had Qui Gon Jinn. Uh, next to Han Solo, yeah. lightsabers, and says, "Who wore it better?" <laughs> yeah. Was the comment, and I was, was like, I was "Oh, <laughs> nice." Um, so you mentioned movies, and you're you're going a whole month. I am nowhere near as forgiving. <laughs> it depends on the movie. Like Star Wars, I will I will give someone two weeks before I talk about it at all uh, with other people around. But after two weeks, I'm like. Eh. It's it's made a shit ton of money. Most people have seen it at this point, mm. or been spoiled, so, or yeah, been, or, or it's been spoiled, or seen um, it twice. Yeah. At that point. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, I think when it comes to most movies, I would say week, two weeks, you know. And it's like, like at some point, like, like with Star Wars, it's like I said, I waited two weeks before I said anything. I waited mm. until someone else started talking about it, and yeah. I was like. Okay, it's it's clean. It's like talking about earlier. I didn't want to say anything uh, about what happened on Walking Dead this right. past Sunday because you started and then you didn't say what it was. And I went, well, social pressure tells me I shouldn't <laughs> fucking say anything right now. <laughs> I don't know. Nathan might punch me on my own fucking show. <laughs> right hook. <laughs> I already saw him do some fucking pull-ups. He's stronger than I am. And then you might just have one eye. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yar. Yeah. Um, so I think with, with, with movies, I, I, I give it a week, maybe two weeks, depending on what it is. Okay. And then with games, games I give you a month. Hmm. I give you a, because it takes longer. You know, right, right, right. True. You know, Especially like if you're playing Fallout. You can four. spoil games. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Fallout 4. I, I know. I, listen, I know. I'm, I'm I know. so outside the loop here. But... Somebody spoiled something for me for Fallout 4 not too long ago, and I was like, you <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. And it's, I get it, but it's, because you know, you're excited. You want to talk about it. Yeah. But one of my favorite series is Mass Effect. When the new Mass Effect comes out, I'm going to be playing Mass Effect Andromeda. Here, it's going to happen. Take my money. Um, that said, <laughs> I know that there are going to be people who get way ahead of me on that. I know those people. I will, I will be avoiding them. <laughs> but after a month, if I haven't gotten through that game, right. I'm, A, I'm probably not going to beat it. <laughs> B, if after a month I haven't, uh, I haven't gotten that far, why, why, should I, why should I fault them for going, I'm still really excited about this and I want to talk about this? Well, it's it's like it's a month, yeah. And it, and granted, games take a lot longer. Fallout Four is a very very dense game. But prime prime example, I was actually in a conversation with a guy who'd been playing it just as long as me. But because yeah. Fallout Four is so got such mm-hmm. a variety, yeah. Uh, I was like, well, have you got to this part? He's like, I didn't know you could do that. 
I'm doing this. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't know you could do that. Right. <laughs> but, see, but, but that's the thing is if you worry about spoilers, right. that conversation never happens. Yeah. And you don't get that cool moment of, you did what? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, it, I think that's why, and, and, I, and I'm mainly on Twitter. You guys are mainly on Facebook. Um, and, and it's a little different. Uh, but on Twitter, like I will see people get legitimately just pissed off at somebody for talking about their own work. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was talking about huh. Ruby. Yeah. Two episodes ago, one of the main characters loses her arm. Her arm gets taken off in a fight. They they fucking Star Wars that shit. <laughs> so it happens. It's released on Saturday for sponsors, which I'm a sponsor. Sunday, it's released for everyone. A week later, it's released on YouTube. Okay. But it's released on the Rooster Teeth website for everybody. And they hype the shit out of that show. If you're a Ruby fan, you're probably not waiting for it to be on YouTube to watch it. I actually need to start watching it. You need to watch that I've show. I've seen it's, enough it's clips amazing. to know that I'm going to love it. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> the voice actress, who's also the community manager for Rooster Teeth, uh, for the for Yang, the character gets her arm uh, cut off, goes and uh, on Tuesday, so it's been out Saturday, mm -hmm. Sunday is when it was out for everybody, so if you really want to count Sunday... Hmm. Tuesday afternoon, so now it's been well over that 36 hours. She goes, yeah, uh, Yang is armed and dangerous. Sends out that tweet. <laughs> then she sends out a tweet where she's got her arm pulled up in her shirt that's tied <laughs> off, and she goes, look, Ruby cosplay. And I was like, <laughs> fucking well done. Immediately after that, I saw somebody tweet out, uh, somebody from Rooster Teeth is spoiling Ruby, what the fuck? And I was like, no, what? that's their property. Yeah. They're allowed to talk about it. True. It's like, when when is it not okay? And it's like, apparently for that person, you can never talk about it. Well, I mean, it depends on legal issues. So like on American Horror Story, we yes. were filming episode nine when episode one aired. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the very first night, you know, like me and everybody got together in an amphitheater, watched it while eating lunch, you know, on set. Right. As soon as the episode was done, we went back to work and went to filming. But, now if I had said something, because I knew what was coming up, yeah, that would have been a lawsuit. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, and that's different. Right. Like, like that's... It'd be like if, if Nathan and I went on Twitter and told the end of who the identity of the horseman right. for pestilence and yeah. who it is in relation to the other characters because that's the way it works in our true, book. True, the right. horsemen are actually interrelated to the other characters in some way from their past or future or something. Sure. And so that's kind of the buildup in each issue is who is this horseman and why are mm -hmm. they coming back to wreck the town. Exactly. Right. But if we want to spoil it, it's ours. We true. own it. Exactly. Like Bobby Brown said. It's our product. Well, and, and, and that's the thing is... I thought you were going to say, give me some crack. <laughs> oh! oh. Uh, too soon? No. No. <laughs> I thought it was going to be, I'm going to put some stank on this. <laughs> too soon. Uh, but if, And that would be an awful business decision to do that. Because then it's like, oh, why do I need to read the comic? But that's True. your choice. And, and it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. I mean, we're indie comics creators. We have sure. to do more spoiling than Marvel Absolutely. or DC to Absolutely. let people know what we're doing and what it's about. True. Yeah, yeah, and I when, when I'm making the videos, one of the things that I notice is that usually I get pages without any uh, 
any type of, of dialogue on there. Um, so it's, you know, you can kind of piece together this, the story, but I take things and I put them out of order on purpose. Hmm. So you never get to see, like, like I try not to show a full page. Because yeah. if you show a full page, it's like, okay, I know what happens on that page. But if I can take that and I can zoom in on this one panel, or I can go to this other panel, I'm trying to make it to where I'm selling the book without right. selling the whole book and saying, here's what you're getting, here's all of it. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that's a challenge. But I mean, it's the same thing with doing a trailer. It's the same thing with doing opening credits for any show. Right. Um, yeah. But sometimes you have to show climactic moments. Sure. Even out of context. Sure. Just to show, well... The Batman most, Superman trailer. Yeah. The like most, we're talking about. The most awesome piece of art in this comic is on page 18, which is near the end. Right. We're just going to take that panel, cut it out, and throw it up here to show you what's going on. Mm-hmm. And here's this amazing winged horse. Right. You know, with this cowboy <laughs> or steampunk cowboy riding it. But you don't know what's going on, why he's there, what he's going to do, or what the outcome is. Right. right. Okay. It's it's awesome, by and, the way. Let me just tell you that. It's amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And, uh, and even on your uh, on your Kickstarter uh, uh, campaign, you had to spoil something for the next book. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. which I, it's out there. So war is female. Yes, yes. You know, I say that at all the conventions because it's, it's not a, a spoiler; point. it's a selling point. Yeah. It's right. amazing how many you know you go like, hey, all war is usually like this giant warrior guy. We want to put our new spin on it instead yeah. of somebody who does war with somebody who causes war. Right. And then usually, you know, everybody goes, hmm, especially. Right. The ladies when yeah, we walk by right. going, oh, I can be villain is going to be yeah. exactly exactly. I mean, yeah, we you know instantly uh, somebody saw a sketch of her and said, "I'm going to cosplay that." In my head, of course, went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, um, the example of Rooster Teeth and Ruby. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it, but when you bring up that there's this huge event where the main character loses an arm, it's like. Wow, they really took a risk yeah. yep. with that character. So now I'm interested to see it instead of spoiled. Right, right. Depends on how it goes. If you're willing to take those kinds of risk with your characters, I'm much more interested in the story than I am mm. just knowing. Well, they kind of do this stuff and this stuff, but uh, we're not going to really tell you what any of that stuff is, right? Or what the consequences are, the stakes are for that character. Mm. I want to know. Right. Um, Big uh, difference between spoiling a plot point and, splo- and spoiling a moment, though. That's kind of like the thing. I think you can spoil a moment and it still be a good selling point. I think when you start revealing like utter and complete plot point, that really, you know, if, there, if that plot point has any kind of domino effect in the storyline, that's counterproductive to me. Well, but, it's usually a twist. That's what people get up in right, arms about and right. you shouldn't spoil twists. Right. I right. mean, I, you know, um, I, I did enjoy Six Sense, but I knew about it before I went in. Yeah. And um, it didn't ruin the movie for me at all because it took a second viewing to see all the little hints they put in from front to back. Right. Gotcha, the gotcha. same way with Fight Club. I wasn't spoiled on Fight Club, thank God. But coming from the other perspective, I can tell you right now, if I had been knowing the fact that I wasn't catching on to Six Sense and actually did the moment it did hit me, compared to if I would have known it coming, I guarantee you I enjoyed it so much more not realizing it. Because mm. it's like... Yeah. Bam! Cannonball in the head, kind of. Wait a second, you know. But and it was re- literally that way with Fight Club because it's when he gets shot in the head, and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. yeah, you're like, it's, they're the same. What? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know. Spo- spoilers. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Too late. Also, 17 years ago, <laughs> <laughs> they came. I saw them back to back on the same day. Your statute of limitations Twice. is up, folks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So, final thoughts on spoilers. Uh, is 
I know that it's very difficult to decide on a time period that when it when it's okay to discuss it in, on social media, spoiling it for anybody in person, just just going, hey, you haven't seen this yet. Hey, this is what happens. That does make you an asshole, and you deserve mm-hmm. to get your your ass kicked. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Nathan, you, you know, he says he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. You obviously do care. You did mention that maybe maybe wean a little bit off if. On Tuesday of next week, somebody talks about Walking Dead on Facebook, and and you haven't seen it yet. Are are you gonna be? Are you still gonna be supremely upset at them, or would or 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 do you think because then because it needs more time, or do you think that it's a uh, that that's that's a fair amount of time? There again, I just don't discuss spoilers. Period. Yeah, seventeen years or has passed or not. Right. Uh, you're never going to hear me tell people on six, you know, that sixth sense that he's dead the whole time, except for right now. He just did it. <clears throat> but you know, on my own, just kind of on Facebook. Yeah, I'm just not going to do it. I don't right. do it either. It's yeah. just a matter of being thing, polite, yeah. even though we have completely different views on the spoilers. It's right. just a matter of being polite. Yeah, exactly. Being considerate of you know, we're our friend groups, our networks are all mm. going to be predominantly geek culture types that yeah. like Walking Dead, Star Wars, all these things. That have the the spoilery stuff that people are getting so angry about, right? Um, and so it's just a matter of I know there's enough people that I like that I respect that I'm not going to talk about it. If you want to talk about it, we'll instant message and talk about it. And yeah, that's the only exactly. you know, right, and, and and that's the easy way to do it. And on Facebook now, you can do that with a group of people. So mm-hmm. right. and mm-hmm. that's kind of what I was going for next. You can either start a mass email, a mass message, yeah, or you can do a group or a page, but. At the same time, seeing how not everybody's going to take the time to do that, if I were to get with the times and just deal with it, mm-hmm. um, say next Tuesday you did pop a spoiler, I will say my level of aggravation would be a lot less. Yeah. Okay. I think that's fair. And 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 I'm like you guys. I don't really discuss it online. Yeah. Uh, I will, I will talk about it in private messaging, depending on the site or whatever. Um, or. If I if I start discussing it, what I'll do is I will always say, like for instance with Ruby, I'll go, "Holy shit, that Ruby episode though," <laughs> and I leave it out there. And if people start discussing <clears throat> with me, okay, we'll start talking about it. And then the second we start getting into plot details where it's actually a thick conversation, mm. at that point I go, "It's on it's on you to understand like yeah. where this conversation is going, and you need to back out if this is on you know if this is you, yeah, because it, it, it's like." It's like you see the lead up, you know, you see, <laughs> you see the storm coming over the horizon and you're like, I probably don't want to know anything about this. I'm just going to leave. <laughs> I uh, I'm, just, I'm just going to go. Um, so, uh, okay, good. And then the flip side of the issue of being polite yeah. about not spoiling, if you can help it, is mm-hmm. don't make threats to people when they spoil. It's, you know, it's not, it's not polite. It's not considered, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I've seen some awful things on social media said. <laughs> I, yeah, I have to that are just horrible that that are disproportionate to spoiling a story. Lee threatened to push me over and punch me if I uh, if I spoiled Ruby for him last week, <laughs> and I was like I was like, hey, I would never spoil it for you, but B, that's just mean. Let me rephrase: valid threats. Okay, okay, okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no valid. Wow, hear that, Lee? You're not a valid threat. To this guy. But oh, thanks for supporting uh, Last Ride for Horsemen on Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, thanks. We appreciate uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan. Yes. Speaking of spoilers, uh-huh. you have a topic. I do. Hit us. Deadpool. 
Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think there's going to be a lot of disagreement on this one. No, probably not. No, not us. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> ah, I'm touching myself. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, like, it, I was in a discussion with a friend not too long ago, and it's amazing how times have changed, of course. And, and I often call it the Hulk Hogan Undertaker change okay. you know we go from the golden superheroes the superman to whenever people like start liking the punisher and the wolverines you know and and it's just it's it's funny how to me it's getting darker and darker yeah. and more r rated r and uh, you know and so i my son knows who deadpool is has he read the comic book no he was introduced to him through the marvel uh, versus street fighter game right and that was a very pg version and it was very funny and he loved it um, we even played a little bit of the video game, but you know, even that guy a little racy and I had to stop. He's only 10 years old. So this time I was lucky enough to see, and I, and I don't know if it was Ryan Reynolds idea or not, but to post up there, this is not your typical superhero movie. Don't bring your kids to it and then complain to us and ruin it for everybody. Right. So, um, I'm glad I saw that cause I thought about taking him, but I'm like, no, 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 let's go watch this first. There was somebody in front of me that had their... Probably 11, 12 year old kid with him. I've heard a lot of the stories too. And people. And he was great. Quiet. Yeah. Enjoy. If parents were cracking up, I was like, right. ah, all right, cool. He's like, I can't believe they brought me to this effing movie. Right. right? <laughs> Score. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was like, mom, this movie's fucking great. Hey, for the most part, Devin would have been too. The funny, yeah. the sad part is, is the only things that I don't want him to see were like all the sexual stuff. Right. Uh, the violent stuff. My son's ten. He shoots zombies on a common basis. He's gory right. everywhere. You it's, know, it's a common problem in the mobile area. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh yeah, and he plays video games. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so yeah, that wouldn't have been surprised, you know. But there was a lot of other jokes that did take it to a level that he probably would have been like, "What does he mean, my dad? Dad? And why is he bent over waiting for her?" <laughs> um, <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> That's not a plot point. Anyway, um, international <laughs> women's some day. kind of point. <laughs> it's a well-rounded tip, but um, so we. Uh, God, I hope so. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but just you know, it's just hilarious to me that and that friend of mine we were having that discussion. He hadn't seen it. He didn't know that much about the comic book, and he's like, "I know it's going to be pretty racy." He's like, "What do you think people are going to do versus?" The Avengers, the Superman movies. What are you gonna think? People are gonna. Do you think it's gonna, you know, sell? And I'm like, they did a one shot of him when he first came out. He broke so many rules. He literally broke the fourth wall. Right. Everybody loved it. I think everybody who doesn't watch comics or doesn't read comic books or watch a lot of superhero movies is probably going to absolutely love it, just like it blew up in the comic book world. Yep. So it was just funny that that was even a concern for him. But you know, the point still being. Uh, I guess what do you guys, you know, think about the whole how have superheroes really kept getting darker and darker? Has it been a fluctuation? You know, kind of what are your opinions on that? Uh I didn't think it was dark. Yeah. I don't think Deadpool's dark at all. It's it's a it's a definite R rated movie, mm-hmm. but it's not dark like other superhero R rated movies have been. Um and I'll I'll cite Watchmen. Very uh, dark, amazing yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, I right. love that movie. That's Frank Miller. <laughs> yeah, uh, but very uh, Alan Moore. Come on, now. Alan. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, in the flavor of it, kind yeah, of like a little uh, bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, Frank Miller even made the spirit dark. It was terrible. Right. Um, just a terrible. <laughs> film. True. True. But the but Watchmen was great. But also, it's a dark story. Yeah. Rorschach. I mean, alone mm-hmm. just makes that story so grim, but still well pulled off. True. Um, the Crow, also mm-hmm. rated R. 
also extremely dark great yeah. movie there's some humor in that movie but it's mm. uh it's very black humor um <laughs> not not black like tyler perry black you no like, just that's kidding so gothy but, but deadpool is fun i thought it yeah. was kind of uh even uplifting at times <laughs> funny poppy movie yeah um you laugh the whole damn time honestly there's yeah. a few moments that we they really connect you to the character make you like this guy mm-hmm. pull you in make you like him his relationship right and then the rest of it is just one liner after one like very 80s yeah. feeling to me and fun yeah. Yeah. so i didn't think it was dark uh definitely are uh, but definitely different enough it's like ant-man ramped up to 12 gotcha. with the humor you know? i guess maybe dark is the wrong word uh more adult see- well, for me, dark meant, you know, even his jokes are funny, but we're laughing at the morbid grotesqueness of it. Like, sure. you know, there are holes being, this people being blown apart. Rob Zombie-esque. Yeah, and he's making these <laughs> jokes, and the audience is like, that's right, that head went rolling. And that's actually not in the movie. But, um, right up Main Street. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, to me, I guess is what I meant by dark. Yeah. Like, that's some pretty pretty sick humor. I laughed at it just like everybody yeah, else sure. did. <laughs> One of the things I want to point out, though, because you were making an interesting point there. You talked about Watchmen. You talked mm-hmm. about The Crow. Mm-hmm. How long ago were those movies? Uh, what's Watchmen? Like seven years ago. The Crow's a good 22, mm. 23 years ago. Yeah. One of a kind at the time. Uh, and and the Watch- I think Watchmen was long, longer than that. I think it's closer to 11. Yeah. No, no, no. It was definitely <clears throat> 2008. Oh, the movie. Yeah, the movie. Yeah, no, yeah. 2007, 2008, somewhere in yeah. that range. Yeah. Okay. The graphic novel was out how long? <laughs> I was in high school. So uh, yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, well, no, no. I, I was talking about the movie. Er- epic, maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> but the thing is, because Deadpool's been such a success, because it's uh, of, of the humor and the violence and, and whatnot, the R rating that it mm-hmm. got, studios are already talking about, quote unquote, the Deadpool effect. Oh yeah, um, and one of the things that's coming out of that is uh, Fox is now talking about making Wolverine three R rated. It should mm-hmm. be R rated. It's Wolverine. How is it not the been first R-rated? two should have been R rated? Candy coated him from yes. day one, and I love Jackman, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Jackman rated R, able to cut loose. He's cussed in a couple of movies. Wolverine mm-hmm. doesn't typically, but at least to be able to smoke in a rated R movie, right. Wolverine's a smoker. He can heal. Yeah, let's be honest, he banged more chicks, you know, in the comic book than anybody. I mean, if he was a part of a team and there were women in it, he banged them. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, we're talking about a man who could regenerate. (laughs) He can go as many times as he wants, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But, you know, they're talking about the Deadpool effect and, you know, how many other studios are are going to jump in uh, on this. So I think... Do I think things are getting darker or more adult? Eh. Um, I think I think it's always there's been a crowd that's been waiting for that, mm-hmm. and it's been one of those things to where now Deadpool came out and everybody and they were all like, finally, mm-hmm. it's like you know it, it's kind of like with video games. For the longest time, it was you know Mario Brothers. It was it was very kiddie like, and it was like right, right. We all grew up playing. Well, we grew up playing uh, video games. I did and, too. Yeah, uh, but you reach a point that, like, you get older and you go, "Okay, I enjoy Banjo and Kazooie. I really <laughs> would prefer a game where I can beat the shit out of someone yeah. and actually it be a bit more real." Yeah. Um, you know, and play GTA and do awful things in that. Like when it, Mortal Kombat's came out. Right. Yeah. It, you know, it's like... It's, Finish it's, him in three different ways. Exactly. That's terrible. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's, it's like video games 
got older. Movies used to be very R-rated centric. And then when there was a decline in uh, in revenues and whatnot with movie theaters, studios got scared and they went, okay, well, we're going to go back. We're going to step it back to PG and PG-13 and, and, and roll with those. So we're going to try to bring in more families because, you know, if I go see, if me and my wife go see Deadpool, that's two tickets. If we go see whatever, you know, the Avengers, and let's say we had two kids, that's four tickets. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so I get it. There's money to be made there. But I think they're realizing now that you can you can throw some more R-rated movies in there, and it's okay. Like, we don't expect the Avengers to come out and be like, fucking shit, I'm going to go kill some hookers and then save the world. It's like, yeah. whoa, Tony, calm down. What happened to Cap? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the real America. <laughs> Marka. America. Captain America. <laughs> um, but, the, you know, it's, it's like nobody's expecting that with the Avengers. But we do expect, you know, blood and guts and gore. With Wolverine, he's not a non-violent character. Yeah. He's pretty fucking violent. Exactly. Let him be violent. Like the last one, yeah. He, th- that's one of the things that I grew up on is Wolverine on a pile of dead ninjas. Right? And in the last one, they started to do that flavor. They started to put that in there. But they just didn't get gory enough with it. Hands should have been coming off something. Yeah. I mean, it's like they like you know he's stabbing people and there's no blood. Yeah, and I'm and like part of the character is this conflict over killing, and he can't control the killing. Right, so that's yeah. part of the conflict and part of the appeal of Wolverine that's never been injected in the movies. No, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Like, not. Where you don't feel that sympathy for him that he has the berserker rage. Or he just goes and massacres mass numbers of usually ninjas. Ninjas, ninjas are they suck, Man, by ninjas the way. just get their ass handed to them in Marvel comics. <laughs> I mean, Daredevil can take out, and he doesn't kill anybody. He right. can take out a hundred at a time. Uh, but but yeah, it's uh, and you think about the way even uh, television for Marvel is going because the mm-hmm. Netflix series are definitely R-rated. Oh yeah, yeah dark. And, yes. and I mean, Jessica, very dark. Jessica Jones was uh, was awesome. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to see that yet. I, I need Spoiler. To finish, I, need to fi- I need to finish Daredevil. You need actually. to finish it before uh, April because Punisher. The next, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Next yeah, yeah. Daredevil. No, 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 no. I saw that and I was like, all right, shit's going to get real. Yeah, Shane is the Punisher. Before I realized what it was, I thought he was going to be Bullseye, but then you come up in the uh, uh-huh. uh, mailbox that said Castle and I went, <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, that's what I was going to bring up as well is the fact that you can see Marvel, and granted, Marvel's name is on Deadpool, but. They're not really doing, you know, they really don't have much with that. That's all Fox. Um, but they, uh, you know, you can see where they're going. All right. We've got these over mm-hmm. here. For everybody else, if you want to come in the back room, we've got the good shit yeah, back come here. Over, come <laughs> <over to> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just follow us. We've got the good stuff. Because guess what? We're our own thing and we don't give a shit. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's like, yes, it's all owned by Disney, but Disney's doing a great job of, of, not putting that Disney logo yep. anywhere on there. And it's just like, no, no, this this is Marvel. We're still Mickey Mouse. Everything's great. <laughs> you know, and it's like, no, 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 it's okay that you can you can appeal, especially Disney, because they're so fucking mm-hmm. big, you can appeal to each group. Um, but, you know, going back to a conversation we had two weeks ago with DC, you know, mm-hmm. DC movies and whatnot, uh, I think now Suicide Squad benefits the most from deadpool yes because uh-huh. uh, now it's like all right well you know granted it's so far into production now they're not going to make changes and be like mm-hmm. hey you know let's, no let's ramp up the violence here or there but if they make just a good strong 
violent movie that's even if it's PG thirteen, if they mm-hmm. just toe that line, then they can say, All right, we just need everybody to buy in. You bought in on Deadpool, yeah, and it's violence. Buy in on this one, buy in on this story, and we'll give you Suicide Squad two, and that's the one where we'll where we'll give you all the stuff you want. What's gonna happen is Harley Quinn is gonna get her own movie and it's gonna Easily. be our and it's gonna be the, the DC Deadpool. That's right. That's she's DC's Deadpool anyway. That's yeah, right. and she does the same <clears throat> stuff. Mm-hmm. As Deadpool, except that she bangs the Joker. Deadpool would probably bang him too. I mean, right? You know, it's, um, Who wouldn't? <laughs> I'm talking Heath Ledger, the yeah. corpse, right now. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> going to take the opportunity. I was, I was waiting on the, the impression. <laughs> yeah, like, Why so serious? <laughs> well, it's because you're banging me. Stop it. <laughs> you want to know why I use a dildo? <laughs> You want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> are we talking about your lips or? Uh... Um, yeah, they are split. But uh... oh. so, um... <laughs> so speaking of rated R, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, you were talking about the marketing behind uh, parents and bringing the kids, and that's mm-hmm. four tickets. But see, here's the one. I love the counter uh, tactic to that is is that you make a movie so fucking good that only parents can see. And I already know a slew of people who have already watched it twice. There's your four tickets. Yeah, right. Because how many people go to movies alone? Yeah. And so I, I've watched it once. Uh, I've already got two other people that are like, hey, I've even seen it once, but I want to go see it again. And I've got people asking me to go mm-hmm. see it with them. And, and I probably will. Yeah, <laughs> so. It's already what the highest opening for an R-rated movie of all time. It did 153 yep. million or that something on that first weekend. I'll, you think of the R-rated movies. On aliens. Mm-hmm. Just genre films, let alone you know Oscar-winning yeah. drama type junk. Exactly. I mean, and this movie, of all movies, is the highest rated Deadpool. Speaking Honestly, of, yeah. I mean, when that came out in, what, 1991 or 92 in New Mutants, mm-hmm. Deadpool debuts, who thought right. that this character by Rob Liefeld is going to turn into anything? <laughs> and suddenly he's the toast of Hollywood. And, yeah. and I love the fact that Ryan Reynolds, probably when he saw the money rolling in, just was standing outside his door in Vancouver, pointed just south yes. at Hollywood, just going, Fuck you! <laughs> I'm a, really, really. I'm the problem. Okay, you know. And it's like no, no. Give the man the right script and let and just let them make the movie and everything's fine. And that yeah. was the thing. Like, uh, I props uh, and I will. It's the first and only time I will ever say this. Props to Fox. Yeah, they 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 said here's your very small budget. Mm-hmm. Go make your movie. We're gonna we're gonna believe in you because you leaked the test footage and everybody and says that's the that's only what they reason they, they greenlit it though. Right. Yeah. Is the test footage. Uh and, and they, they let them make the movie they want to see or that they wanted to make. Now the question is, can they make Deadpool two as good as or better than Deadpool One? I have no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I I hope to God Fox <clears throat> Fox doesn't do the typical studio thing to go. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, we need to be a little bit more involved with this one because yeah, this made a lot of money. If they're smart, they'll go, hey, we're same deal. Hands off. Yeah. Go make the movie. Yeah. Uh, and they're already talking about what they're going to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's widely spread. We discussed that earlier, in. but yeah, Cable's yeah. the big idea. Because yeah. he, he brings a, a, a straight man foil in for yes. Deadpool. Yes. Mm-hmm. And just dry humor yeah. uh, compared with the really over-the-top Deadpool. It can be better. Yeah, Honestly, I agree. No, the, I listen. Parody. I'm looking forward to it. 
Well, the, I mean, the winning uh, product for me behind him that nobody else does, not even Harley Quinn necessarily does, but I think she well, a little bit. But that whole breaking of the fourth wall thing is what adds the magic to me. Um, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but I love in Deadpool the jabs that are taking at other Ryan oh, Reynolds movies. And I mean, I'm like, oh God, that's so awesome because he takes some legitimate jabs at some things that needed to be beaten up. Oh, and, and they, they you take... don't have to guess what they are. No, <laughs> when you see them, you're like, oh. And, and that was the thing, like, uh, that was one of the things I loved about the movie was there was just so much just constant pop mm-hmm. culture references and, and just shots at literally everything. Yeah. And it's just like, that's perfect. Like, that's what I want. Like, to me, this was Van Wilder as a superhero movie and i was like that's all i that's all i want because i love mm-hmm. Van wilder um i was like this is perfect like it, and i had to think about this and I'm, I'm i'm gonna go ahead and say it deadpool's my favorite superhero movie of all wow. time hmm. i've heard a it lot of be, people it beat it beat out avengers wow. and and guardians of the galaxy guardians is, is a close second though because yeah. i really really enjoy Guardians. also its own thing totally different yep. than the mm-hmm. other thing and that's what makes them work. Ant-Man, its own thing. Right. Another thing that I'm not spoiling because it's on the commercial, Colossus is finally done right. Yep. A lot of people Oh, my God. That. Yeah. That's exactly how Colossus and, and needs to be. he's sort of the straight man in this movie. He was. It's yes. just so funny. <laughs> it's such a goody-goody and just so much fun. Uh-huh. The way that he interacts with Deadpool. Yeah. But, I mean, physically, the yeah. it, he's actually Russian in oh, this yeah. movie. Uh, so, yeah. But, I, you know... Going back to, to your original question, do I think things are getting darker? Do I think they will continue to get darker? I think this was the the shot across the bow to see how things would go. Mm. And because it made $153 million, I think you're going to start seeing They're going to shoot right into the bow yeah, next. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, I, and, and that said, I don't necessarily believe that's a good thing. And I don't, and I'm not saying this just as a superhero. I'm not talking just superhero franchises. I'm talking seeing more rated R movies coming into the theater that it's where it is a big event like this. Um, where, bef- you know, the past seven years or however long, we haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we're going to, I think we're going to start seeing more of that. And I think that's a very, very good thing. I think the other really good thing is that it opens things up creatively for superhero movies. Yes. And so you don't have to have the Avengers type story for every movie. Right. I mean, even Captain America, the the new one, the Civil War film, is going to mm-hmm. have a very dark bent to it. Um, yeah. But Guardians of the Galaxy really opened the floodgates, I think, for Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Deadpool is going to open the floodgates wider for even more types Keep your eyes on the Gambit film, the yeah. Channing Tatum movie that's still in production. It's not going to be coming out in the fall like they said. There's no way they can make a movie that right. fast. Yeah. But I can promise you it's going to end up being R. It's going to be sleazy, big mm-hmm. easy theft of women <laughs> and you know the way Gambit should be written. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, if, and they, they, if they do that movie right, once again, just like they just yeah. like we were saying with Deadpool, to do that movie right, it has to be R. Yeah. Fuck the people who were saying, "Can we get a PG thirteen version?" Go fuck yourself. No, um, <laughs> the uh, but for Gambit because Gambit is my favorite, was my favorite character growing up when I was a kid because yeah. I watched the X Men cartoons yeah. uh, and I read the comic books. But it was funny when you'd start reading some of the Gambit comic books and you're like, "Whoa, okay, this is a bit more mm-hmm. risque than mm-hmm. I was expecting." Yeah. I'm not going to let my parents read this comic. <laughs> uh, 
that needs to be what this film is, yeah, not he, the cartoon version. He needs mm-hmm. to be a violent, cheating, lying, stealing jerk of a man. And Guerrero from the, the thieves, <laughs> thieves grilled. You know, yeah, exactly. Kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing. No, that's Ric Flair. You're getting him confused. Closing out awesome. Deadpool. Are we going to see more R-rated superhero films or just more big R-rated films in general? Hopefully the latter, but hopefully more the former too. I mean, okay. but as long as they base it on story and theme mm. instead of just, uh, well, Here's we're going we're gonna to make uh, Squirrel Girl rated R. And uh, she's gonna take some heads off and, and she's have gonna sex. Have a yeah. lot of nuts. So. Right. She's gonna take a lot of nuts. <laughs> See, then again, you know that might have been the psychological effect with uh, Deadpool. It's balanced with the rated R with the humor. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So if you did, you know, maybe that's why they were fearing the whole Wolverine thing going too dark because he's not funny. If he went R, right. R it would just be a violent movie. <laughs> but my, my my thing is, I'm okay every once in a while. Just having that movie that's super Oh, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. That's actually violent. not a complaint. That's no. actually, you know, like when, um, what is it, uh, not Hit Girl. Is it Hit Girl? Yeah. Yeah. When that came out, you know, yeah. I was like, oh, just slaughter. Oh, yeah, kick ass. Yeah, kick, kick ass. ass. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. It might as well have been called Hit Girl. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Kevin, you're closing uh, us out. I'm going to delve into the uh, dark world of sports. Well, it's good seeing you, Nathan. Uh, Thanks for coming. I think All right. Be, I think it'll be good to have. An, uh, a non-sports fan's opinion okay. on this issue. I mean, since okay. the Super Bowl has uh, been an, uh, a huge uh, explosion about Cam Newton and what a bad sport he is and what yep. a terrible person he is yep. when people have been talking great about him all year, about all the things he's done. And and this guy's up and down in terms of his re- reputation, his behavior all the time. Full disclosure, I'm an Alabama fan. So, he made the crap out of us five years ago, I think it was. He was the singer at halftime? Who was He's stuff? the quarterback for the losing team. <laughs> I mean, I heard the halftime show was off the chain. You know, no? Maybe? It, it Bruno sucked. Mars was. It sucked. It's just beyond. It's about Coldplay plus Beyonce. Terrible. Bruno Mars was fantastic. Cold Bruno. Beyonce. Okay. Beyonce. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. So the question is, I mean, what? Well, I guess I'll describe a little bit of what what Cam did. He played a pretty good game in the Super Bowl, but he was the only one on his team on offense that played a pretty good game. And he got frustrated. He got stripped twice, not of his clothes, but of the football. And those two scores were the difference in the game. That's yes. why the Broncos beat him. Peyton Manning, who did literally nothing in that game besides throw a two point conversion and stumble around looking like he had Alzheimer's disease half the time, <laughs> um, got all the accolades, and Cam, who was, the, like I said, the only decent player for the Panthers, he was getting frustrated. His line wasn't protecting him. I uh, called it before the game. Von Miller owned him, sacked, strip-sacked him twice, balls in the end zone, Broncos fall on it, and then Cam at the end was flailing around in the end zone, complaining that he got hit late, uh, stormed out of his interview after the game, uh, hold on on that. Like hold on. But that's hold what on. he did. <laughs> yes. And, and, we'll, and get, we'll get to that point. Okay, go ahead. And since that time, he's been lambasted. Sure. You know, and all types of media. Uh, is it fair? Is it fair for... Is he a bad sport? Is it fair to characterize him this way based on the things that he did? Is he a bad sport? Uh, Yes. Is he a bad person? No. Um... And here's why. 
Uh, I think the way he acted on the field uh, was inexcusable, especially for a quarterback who's supposed to be the leader of a team. Is it any worse than Tom Brady? Getting there. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Give me a second. <laughs> um, so he acted like a petulant child. Uh, my biggest problem with him was, wasn't him throwing the temper tantrum in the, in the end zone, which I saw that and I rolled my eyes and thought, come on, Cam, stop. <laughs> but he's, but he's always done that. He's always had the towel over his head and sat there and moped and whined and cried like until this year, until this year. And then they, they did really well. And then this happened and whatnot. Uh, my biggest problem with him was when there was the fumble and he didn't dive, dive at the ball. And I get why he didn't, I, I, I get why, but it's still, it's dude, this is a Super Bowl Like. Your, this is your WrestleMania, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's, come on. It's, it's, and you're the only player making plays, make a play. Um, so all that said, I think the biggest complaint I've heard outside of the diving on the ball has been the, uh, the press conference afterwards and him walking off the field without shaking hands and whatnot. He did. Oh, that's right. He did shake, shake his hand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, but he, um, you know, the press conference, he's there, he's given short answers, and then he just gets up and, and, and he walks out. And everybody's like, oh, there's Cam, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, I have, two, I have two things with that. One, dude just lost the Super Bowl. Why is he, why is he having to sit there and answer questions? That's uh, shame on the NFL. That's bullshit. Because they're multi-multi-millionaires and, in, in the that, entertainment industry. No, and that does should, not matter. No, they absolutely. should answer those you've questions. Just, you've worked your entire life to get to this point. You law, and, it, and, and now it's been pulled out from under you. I'm all for them answering questions. They answer questions the next day. You can talk to the winning team that night and get all the sound bites you need to get. The only problem I have with that is that it delayed the X-Files. <laughs> uh, number two. I messed up my DVR. <laughs> Number two, because, as you pointed out, the NFL has their multi-million dollar players and their multi-billion dollar enterprise that they have running, uh, nobody apparently thought, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to set up the press conferences to where they're back-to-back, not time, back-to-back. Literally, I have a press conference going on here. You're back here behind a small screen doing your press conference. Hmm. If I'm the losing quarterback and behind me is a defensive player for the winning team and they're asking him questions about me and he's going and he's saying things like he needed to throw the ball, he should have done a better job. You know, hey, we made him we we told, you know, we pretty much went out there and said beat us. It's up to Cam to beat us and he didn't do it. You know, that was our plan. Yeah, I'm going to be like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. I, I don't have to sit here and listen to this shit. Hmm. Um, Surprised he didn't go over and try to beat his ass. Well, and that was the thing, though. They they <laughs> brought it up to uh, they brought it up to the player like the next day. Mm. And he was like, I literally had no idea that Cam Newton was sitting behind me. <laughs> and he's like, he's, he's, he's like, you know, no disrespect to him. He goes, they were asking me questions. I answered the questions. But nothing he said was really uh, disparaging to Cam. He just lost the biggest game of his life. And I don't have a problem with him storming out, and here's why. Okay. We all get tired of hearing the same canned responses from yes. athletes. You know, we gave 100%, 110%. Um, you know, we get we took what the other team gave us Hi, over Mom. and over. And now you got a guy <laughs> who's showing some real emotion. Yeah. Lost the Super Bowl. Yep. I agree with you. Yeah. 
and he was sick of hearing it, got up and left. Okay, there's your drama. Enjoy the entertainment of the moment. Right. But this guy's really feeling it. And leave him the hell alone yeah. after that, as far as that goes. I, I, it drives me nuts that after anything like that, and 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 it's not just it's not just the NFL. It's all all sporting uh, leagues do this. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of things where you have a winning team and a losing team, or, or a winning person and a losing person. It's like they always want to talk to the loser right after they've lost, and it's like, dude. What do you want? The, and and every time, like you said, they have to give the canned response of, well, you know, uh, we went out there, we just didn't execute. Um, give props to the other team. They know, really the, played well. They really played well. Uh, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And it's, like, and it's like, that's not what that person wants to say. They want to go, yeah, you know what? We fucking lost. Um, I'm, I'm not happy about it. Uh, you know, in, in this situation, the refs made a bad call. In this situation, the coach... Uh, Sent in the wrong play. We shouldn't have had to, you know, we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have thrown the ball. We should have run the ball. Marshawn Lynch. That's probably the um, tactic. Uh, is probably hoping that they're going to say something. Right. That they're going to be like, oh, you shouldn't have said that. Gonna, like, roast you for the next uh-huh. six weeks. Right. <laughs> and, and the problem is you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. So if you sit there and you answer just the canned response, everybody's like, great, Score. boring, whatever, yeah. you know. But if you if you actually say what you're thinking – ESPN is going to light Roasted. you up and you're going to hear every last person come out and go, you know, how dare Cam walk out of his out yeah, of every right. Every amateur Colin Cowherd is going to lose their mind. I mean, he's lost his mind, by the way. That's a different <laughs> yeah. But going off of this, where was the uh, where was the uproar? Where's the uproar a few years ago when the Saints won? And Peyton Manning walked off the field. No, didn't let's shake let's hands. stay on topic. We don't. Need <laughs> to, we don't need to talk about the Saints winning anything because the last time they won something was 2010. Um, and in this corner, and when, when was the last time the Falcons won won anything? They beat Speaking the Panthers. Their only loss of the season. Well, that's true. Uh, uh, but Cam didn't complain about that one or whine or, or no. lose his mind. And my take on it is this: okay. This guy has been maligned, and justifiably so, most of his career. He was stealing laptops when he was a quarterback at Florida. Yes. Uh, but he and he got paid to go to Auburn, well-established. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, hmm. he's, he's broken the rules everywhere he's been. Yes. He or his father. He's an incredible athlete. Uh, they won the national championship with him. Uh, yes. You know, and uh, they, they earned that for every penny they paid for him. <laughs> you got to put it out there. Now he's legitimately getting paid. He's improved his game, but he's also improved his persona. He's improved yes. his his. Uh, he's become approach. a better man. He has. He's trying. Um, and you know, every time they score a touchdown, he's giving the football to a child in the stands. Yep. He yeah. takes it to a child in a Panthers jersey in the stands. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if he doesn't, he makes sure one of the other players does. Right. Um, regardless of if he's a jerk, if he's a sore loser. He's actually doing other things. His charity work's well-established, what he's doing. And I agree with you on the Super Bowl thing. This is the biggest game of his life, the culmination of a career. And to get upset about it is normal. Yeah. Um, and I think the passion that he has for it is to be lauded to some extent instead of to, for him to be, be blasted for being disappointed. I heard somebody say this week, he wins with a fire. Why would you expect him to lose with, 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 with Cold. that fire? Yeah. yeah. And just be like, hey, I'm sorry. I mean, we're, we're NFC South fans too. Saints, yeah. Falcons, we can't stand the Panthers. No. 
Um, but you got to give credit where it's due. The guy's been awesome. Oh, absolutely. And and if people want to complain about him dancing, Joe Horn, did we complain when Joe Horn? It was funny as hell. We exactly. love Joe Horn pulls the <laughs> cell phone out from under the goalpost. We're like, oh, my God. Well, Tia, and, we missed those days. Yeah. He's doing it. Was, it, was, it was entertaining. We yeah. should especially appreciate the Superman stuff and all this thing that he mm-hmm. does. It's just yeah. fun. I think it comes down to, with him being a quarterback, he is supposed to be, you know, Quarterbacks are almost always the face of the team. They are considered to be, they're supposed to be one of the leaders of the team. They're like almost, you know, they're pretty much the coach on the field. Um, And so people see him dance and they go, well, I mean, he's obviously not mature enough to be. And it's like, no, you can be a great leader, be a good person, and still have fun. Like those three things are don't have to be independent of each other. And so it's like, you know, do I want to see him dance after he scores on the Saints? No, absolutely not. No, you scream at him, sit down, <laughs> sit down. Exactly. That said, once the game is over, I go, eh, okay, whatever. Like, yeah. does it really affect me? No, not at all. Mm. Um, so, Nathan, you're not really much of a sports fan. Correct. Uh, what are your, we, We've kind of gone over a lot of the, the different plot points of this. What are your thoughts on... on Maybe not just Cam Newton, but just in general, uh, stuff like this. Um, you know, what is it? Uh, oh, I'm going to screw the name up. Rhonda Rousey? Ronda Rousey. Rousey, yeah. Uh, you know, it kind of goes back to that kind of situation, you know. Uh, everybody fell in love with her, you know, kind of on a celebrity status. You know, that doesn't mean she's, like, undefeatable. And so this, you know, this uh, upstart comes up, takes her out. Yep. From what I understand, like her seventeen uh, seconds, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I watched it. It yeah. was, it was pretty. Uh, it was brutal. Mm-hmm. And uh, from what I understand, her responses to it were, I guess, less than sportsmanlike. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. You know, I mean, she got flamed on it, but I mean, you know, there again, it I, right after the fight, I could see it happening. You know, you're in the moment, your emotions are bad. But from what I understand, she did that like days after. Um, right. And the situation of the game like that, just losing the big one, you know, and then uh, then having to hear dude behind you. Um, I probably would have tried to persevere and be like, okay, I didn't hear it, didn't hear it. But at the same time, you're right. I mean, if the guy plays with fire, expect him to lose with fire. Yeah. You know, um, it's kind of hard, hard call, but at the same time, every experience is, you know, individual. Right. Um, but even when I did play sports in my younger years, I was always about like, hey, we got our butts kicked. All right, good game, good game. Now, the rest of my team thought I was a dipshit for it. <laughs> but uh, it's just the way I am. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I think, I think we live in, in this world where it's like, if, if you know, we, we look at our sports, our, our sports, at, you know, our, our major sports athletes as celebrities. You mentioned Ron Rousey mm-hmm. first. Um you know they they are celebrities. I mean, they, you know they we look at it and they go, you know, these people are are like Tom Cruise, and you know, yeah. uh, you know, they're making just as much money. The yeah. thing is, though, these these are normal they're normal dudes and normal women, you know, and they're just it's like a lot of them. This is what they do, yeah. and it's like if you go into work and you've been busting your ass every single day on whatever project it is that you're working on, and then your boss comes in and tells you, hey, scrap everything you've done and start over, what's your response going to be? Is your response going to be like, oh, thanks, boss. Yeah, everything's great. You might say that the second that boss walks away, you're like, fuck this. I'm done with this crap. Mm -hmm. I'm not dealing. 
Okay. But so then now- I stop and go, oh, that's right. I make several million dollars. Hi, guys. Not so bad. But see, <laughs> but see, that's the thing is is people people bring money into it, and I go, yeah, but that's what that's their paycheck. That's what right, they're right, getting right. paid. And yes, with more money, there's more responsibility, and you have more, as they say, more money, more problems. Mm. That's what they say, Kevin. That's <laughs> very true. I'm a state employee. I know exactly what that means. <laughs> oh. uh, but you know, at the same time, we we crucify these people when they are people. It's you know, like D'Angelo Williams. I brought him up twice now uh, on the on the podcast. Uh, I went with him to uh, WrestleMania 30. I won a, uh, a contest. Got to go with him and Gary Barnage um, of the Cleveland Browns. Name dropper. Hey, somebody's, <laughs> somebody's got to. Uh, so I went and hung out with them. Super nice guys. Don't I didn't start another name dropping. I, yeah, no. uh, I didn't. I didn't know what to expect. You know, these are NFL players. I see them wearing a helmet, mm-hmm. playing football. That's the only time I ever really see them. You know, D'Angelo Williams, you see a little more because he was doing the stuff uh, pink for cancer and all that stuff. Hanging out with them, you realize very quickly they're just dudes. They're just people. Mm-hmm. And it's like D'Angelo this week has just been killing it on Twitter. Like he has just been going after people on Twitter who, who are coming after him because he, he was talking shit about Carolina. And people are like, oh, and he's like, listen, listen, you're not telling me anything I don't know. I'm petty. He goes, yes, I'm still, uh, he goes, I'm still annoyed that they cut me. Okay, next. Uh, who feels good about the employer that fires them? Right? You know, yeah. like I'm going to, you know. I got fired from the Mississippi Surge. I hoped they didn't win a fucking game after have that. they folded yet? They folded yeah. two or three years after I left. <laughs> Fuck you, Mississippi Surge. <laughs> but, I mean, and, and that's the thing. is like, if they would have gone on and had great success, would I have really been that upset about it? No. Part of me would have been like, all right, that sucks. But when they folded, I went, eh, you know, maybe if you'd have kept me around, exactly. maybe you wouldn't have had that problem. And it's okay to feel that way. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing is like, but people are bashing D'Angelo Williams online and it's like, the dude got fired. Yep. Mm-hmm. What, what more do you, like, what is the response you want him to have? What would be your response? Take money out of it. Mm-hmm. Because really, when people start throwing money in it, it's like, okay, how much do you get paid? There's somebody making less than you somewhere. Yep. So it, are you not allowed to bitch about your job because that person's making less than you? Eh. <laughs> it's like, come on. Just, that's just what they get paid. So I, I never put money into an argument like that. But well, it's like, yeah, these guys are athletes, but they're people. Let them, let them be angry. And if they lose the Super Bowl and you're asking them, so uh, what happened out there? We lost. They yeah. played better than we did. Well, kind of on that same line, though, is like, as you were saying, they're kind of celebrities. And I know I'm not a celebrity, but at the same time, he's a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody told me, never mind, I won't go into that story. Um, <laughs> teehee. So, no, but because of the potential of uh, getting there one day, I've actually had to think about that kind of stuff. Right. I was like with a group of friends and like some of them were all showing some pretty racy pictures to each other. And I went to show one and I'm like going, oh, God, you know, if I did make it big somewhere down the road, somebody can be like, oh, I saw that one picture of Nathan and la, 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 la. 
You know, and then I started realizing, like, okay, celebrities do have this standard that they kind of have to hold themselves up to. Right. And every little thing is going to get scrutinized and blown out of proportion because our lives only matter when we worry about other people's lives, apparently. You know, however the media works. But anyway, right. so, as, but in a way, just to throw this thought out there, if, if athletes are like celebrities that could kind of, I mean, I know celebrities are people. Yeah. But in the same time... Yeah, I, if I became a celebrity, I would need to be very conscientious about how everything is going to get thrown out, you know. Right. And no wonder so many celebrities become shut-ins, you well, know. <laughs> and it's the same thing you were talking about with the with uh, the NFL canned responses. It's like you know you you start listening to to some of these interviews and you're just like, just stop to exactly. stop saying exactly what the PR firm told you to say. Exactly. Just be a real per- stop being a robot. Be a real person for like. Five seconds. Well, they they brought uh, Von Miller, the guy that destroyed Cam in yeah. that game on the Saturday Night Live this week, and he bragged about everything he did to Cam Newton, <laughs> and it was funny <laughs> as hell. And, and it's like if you're Cam Newton, and if you get mad about that, which I'm sure he didn't. I'm sure Cam was probably just like, "All right, you know, he uh, got I mean, me." There's only one person that played better than Cam in the Super Bowl, and it was Von Miller. Yep, and mm-hmm. and he went nuts, and yep. he got him to him twice. Got those balls into the end zone. I mean, the, the football. And uh, <laughs> covered them up, and they won the game for, for, for on those plays. And yeah. Not Cam's fault. No, absolutely Vaughn not. just got the better of them. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and, and it was fun to hear him brag. Yeah. All in good fun. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is most of these guys, they get it. Like, you know, in the heat of the moment, yeah, they're not they're not happy about it. But D'Angelo and Gary play on, play on rival teams. Guess what? During the season, they talk shit to each other. Outside of the season, they talk shit to each other. Are they still really close friends? Yep. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's just it's like it's not it's it's not a big deal. However, when they're giving an interview, I guarantee you it's well, you know, the Cleveland Browns, you know, they're a good team over there and blah blah blah, and, you know, they're gonna uh, you know, uh, they're gonna ha- they've got a new coach this year, they've got this and it's just like, you know, <laughs> great, what we know. Just shut up. Just come on. Just tell me what you really think about that team. What do you really like when you're playing against them and that guy cheap shots you and hits you right in the nuts? What's really your thought? Vontez, uh, this guy's name Vontezzi Burfick that plays for the Bengals. Yeah. He'll straight up tell you he hates the Steelers and he wants to hurt them. And he put three of them out for extended periods this year. He'll straight <laughs> up tell you, I hate them. Yeah. And it's like, cool, whatever. He cost them a trip to uh, advance in the playoffs yeah. by attacking the Steelers basically like a violent criminal. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does play for the Bengals. I was just saying, he may be. Well, uh, all right. I think we did it. We did it, guys. We did it. We did it. Yay! Yay! High fives all around. <laughs> One for you. There you go. All right, so uh, that's going to be it for the Laporte and Porter Important Report. Nathan, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate really it. Having me, Candor responds. Uh, oh, there you go. Thank you. Okay, uh, right. Sorry. Maniacal laughter. I was a little uh, late. <laughs> you can catch uh, the Laporte Porter Report Report every two weeks on Friday. Uh, we've got our YouTube channel. Just search for Polyhedral Productions on YouTube. You'll find us that way. Here. Uh, I'm just yeah, they'll be But you're probably already watching it on here, so why would I have a look? Uh, go ahead and give us a like and a subscribe. We'd really appreciate that. Also, you can check us out on the Mopcast Network. Uh, Scotty's been nice enough to host our podcast there. Thank you, Scotty. And uh, so check out all the podcasts they have going on there. And uh, 
Last Ride for Horseman on Kickstarter. Inverse Six days press. left. Yes, do it. So you got to check that out. Go go give them money. Because I get money if you give them money. That's true. And I mean, we want to print more comic books so we can reach a broader audience. That's that what too. we mean. That's what all the money goes for. That and making videos for... Yeah. yeah. We have to pay people to make videos. Daddy, <laughs> Daddy got to get paid. <laughs> So, until two weeks from today, I'm Aaron Porter. I'm Kevin Laporte. And this has been important. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.